America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 200. Day 200 and 213 days since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon Americans, and he did. Now you have to wonder if Putin takes Ukraine, and in all likelihood that that will be the result. I pray that I'm wrong, and I mean that. Um, Are we going to forget about it like they did after Georgia, after the annexation of Crimea? My guess is yes. And, And this is where the rubber meets the road here. It is... It is the economic and insane energy policies of Joe Biden that pushed our NATO and Western European allies right into Vladimir Putin's arms. Whether anybody wants to admit this truth, whether you're a new Green Deal radical socialist or not, the bottom line is the world's economy, the lifeblood of the world's economy is energy. That energy comes in the form of oil, gas and coal now maybe one day it'll be different but as of today it's not and joe biden was handed energy independence he was america was a net exporter of energy and giving into the radical left of his party he decided to abandon those policies artificially reduce the world's supply of energy and as a result joe biden every single day even now is importing 672,000 barrels of oil from Russia. Well, how is he getting paid, Hannity? Because if you look really closely at the banking sanctions that they put in place, there are loopholes. They're threading the needle. Vladimir is not going to give the oil if he's not going to get the money. So the policies push our allies into Putin's arms because they need it for the lifeblood of their economies. They don't have the natural resources we do. We have more energy resources than the Middle East and Russia combined. We, we would easily return to energy independence. We would easily once again be a net exporter of energy. 232 million barrels of oil in 2021 Joe imported from Russia. So everybody's now dependent on Russia. So the one sanction that would actually work is off the table. We just... You, you just heard the national security advisor for Joe Biden say, no, 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 this where our sanctions are not in any way designed to stop the uh, energy flow out of Russia. Well, then, then every other sanction is meaningless and it 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 literally now takes it to a whole other level, because as this war goes on, now they're keeping Putin rich and in that sense funding the the invasion of ukraine because if we cut off his energy supply then it would have a dramatic impact on the russian economy because that's 50 55 60 percent of his economy but nobody's willing to do that does it make sense to anybody listening to my voice that we in 2021 imported 232 million barrels of oil from russia that we're importing today 672,000 barrels of oil from russia even in the middle of all of this, and then Joe Biden lying and saying we're putting the toughest sanctions on Russia when, in fact, we are not. Every the, Europe is making Putin rich again and Russia rich again, and the United States is making Putin and Russia rich again. The one sanction that would have the most impact, they won't go near because they're addicted to oil, and Joe is addicted to New Green Deal socialism, and God forbid he stands up against his own party. He's not going to do that either. And the American people, CBS uh, poll that came out now showing that uh, 
Most Americans believe the State of the Union is rotten. When the question is asked, a new survey completed before Russia invaded Ukraine, 78% of Americans are dissatisfied with the way things are going in the U.S. By the way, where's the other 22%? What, what planet are they living on? Now, last night with the State of the Union, I mean, was any of this addressed? No, none of it was addressed. And like every other Democratic administration, they, they always focus on cutting defense spending. The single best thing the world could do right now is arm the Ukrainian people who have shown incredible bravery. They've been stoic. They're risking their lives. They've shown courage. President Zelensky, I give him credit. He's still there. He's got his, you know, he's got his gear on and he's out in the streets and he's fighting for his country. Most leaders of most countries by now would have been on a private jet off to a safe haven with millions of dollars that they pillage from their own country. He hasn't done that, and I, don't, I hope he doesn't do that. What we ought to be focused on is energy and the military. Those are the two things that would matter the most, and we ought to be providing the munitions that are needed, the javelins, the stinger missiles that would be most effective against this Russian army. Now, as of this morning, this 40-mile convoy of of Russian troops and and Russian tanks and munitions and fuel, uh, they're only 18 miles outside of Kiev. And let me tell you, when I look at that, I'm thinking, uh-oh, this is about to become, it's, it's about to go to the next level. And I pray to God Almighty, I'm wrong. And the next level would be a massacre. And the next level would be the toppling of the government of Kiev. The next level will mean thousands upon thousands and likely tens of thousands of people dead and that might be on the low side that's what i fear the most now now you would think that maybe these european countries would get together and they'd be arming the ukrainians that show that they're willing to fight you know if we can see on satellite imagery where the convoy is i don't know maybe some smart country maybe nato might take some of their fighter jets uh, or maybe they can use some drone strikes and take out the whole damn convoy. And then nobody takes credit for it. So then Putin won't know who to hit back. Well, he's threatening nuclear weapons. Hannity, you talk about nuclear war. I'm not talking about nuclear war, nor would I support one American boot on the ground here. But at what point is this going to end? Because nobody did anything after Georgia was taken in 08. Nobody cared about Crimea being annexed in 2014. It's interesting how Donald Trump, Putin did nothing during those years. And I would argue it's because he feared Trump and he believed Trump would do whatever was necessary. You know, but if you look at, you know, more defense spending, you know, to meet these threats, not a word from Joe Biden about that, uh, not a word about going back to energy independence or being a net exporter of energy. You know, it's it, it, on every single thing this guy had done. And I could go through the speech. I can play it all for you. But why bother? Because the border is a disaster. The economy, 40 year high of inflation. That is a disaster for most Americans. The energy price increase as a result of him abandoning energy independence is killing every single American is feeling the pain, but especially and disproportionately it's negatively impacting the poor and the middle class in this country. These are things that we could we could prevent. And then what did we get last night? We got a a 
a sort of new packaging around Build Back Broke. I couldn't believe my 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 ears. I, I'm reading this uninspiring piece of garbage, and you know China's not even mentioned hardly in this speech, which is probably even a far bigger threat than that of of Russia. Now it was interesting. The South China Morning Post had a uh, article today. How did I come across this? Don't ask. I have a really good team of researchers, but. The U.S. apparently is saying they will stand firm behind their security commitment to both Taiwan and its allies, a visiting delegation of former top American military and security officials. By the way, Mike Pompeo is headed over there. Uh, we have a delegation led by the former Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Mike M- Michael Mullen, who was sent by Biden. Uh, Pompeo, who's very popular in Taiwan, uh, might convey views that please Taiwan while undermining the Biden government's Indo-Pacific strategy. I don't know. Uh, we'll try and get uh, him on the line when he's there. I think he's there towards the end of the week. Uh, apparently, China wasn't happy hearing that Mike Pompeo was headed over there. Um, but all of this is smoke and all of this is mirrors. You know, what's now happening. By the way, New York Post had an article Russian troops slaughtered another six-month-old baby. A Ukrainian policeman's family. Newborn baby. They slaughtered the whole family, all while one brother heard it on a phone call. Dead. Gone. You know, does every life matter? To me, it does. Russia then unleashed deadly airstrikes as 700,000 now Ukrainians have fled. Ukrainian now is bracing for this convoy coming in. My great fear is this convoy is, is going to unleash hell on the capital of Ukraine. Russian oligarchs, by the way, are now openly condemning Putin's war, but they're scrambling to hide their yachts and their billions of dollars. Well, those are the people that people like Hunter Biden did business with. Uh, the, you, I give the Ukrainian people a lot of credit. They're staying in, and fighting. Russia now is targeting, you know, the population at large. They seem to have no no sense of caring at all. They're bombing indiscriminately here. Ukraine's defense secretary said two Chechen hit squads were sent to assassinate President Zelensky. They were neutralized with the help of intelligence leaked by renegade elements inside a Russian uh, security and secret service. Uh, the equivalent thereof, if that's true, then there's hope that somebody maybe in his inner circle might do the right thing and and save the world from this disaster. And that means Vladimir Putin's got to go, and he's got to go by any means necessary. But Russia has been stepping up their attacks. They're only 18 miles out of Kiev. Um, Some reports are saying they've been been stalled by fierce resistance. I don't think the Ukrainians have the firepower to fully resist yet. They have some javelin missiles. Donald Trump gave it to them. Not a word about how much, how quickly we're going to get javelins over to the uh, Ukrainian people so they can stand up for their own country. That's the smart thing to do. Same thing with Stinger missiles. The targets of the Russian onslaught now are, they're literally, you know, taking out, you know, men, women, and children without a, without blinking an eye. You can't watch this, said one witness, you know, without crying. The blast in Freedom Square marked the first time the Russian military hit at the center of a city. But uh, once this convoy makes it and surrounds Kiev, and once uh, Belarus and the troops come from the north, um, it's going to be an unmitigated disaster. It's not going to be good. 
The U.N. is useless. I don't think NATO is capable of really building the response that would be needed and necessary in a moment like this. You know, in, in July, Vladimir Putin made his intentions known. Then he started a long, months-long buildup of troops and munitions and equipment on the eastern border of Ukraine. And even then, it, people were saying stupid stuff like, oh, he's not intending to go in. This is He's just trying to get sanctions out of people. Okay. I said, maybe they, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. But when you see 150, 200,000 troops amassing on the border of a sovereign country with all the military might that Russia has, you, you've got to believe that probably something really bad's about to happen. But the world just sat there, you know, dumb and stupid and didn't do a thing. You know, and President Zelensky, God bless him, he gave a hell of a speech. You know, prove you are with us. He's begging his European begging these European countries. This is why when Donald Trump lectured the head of NATO on how stupid they are, right to his face, you know, four years ago, he said, let me get this straight. We're, we're paying all this money more than any other country, a greater percentage of GDP to protect your countries from Russia, and you're making billion-dollar deals and buying Russian energy and making Putin and Russia rich again. How stupid is that? And the guy couldn't answer that question because it is stupid. It's unbelievable. He's always been a hostile dictator, authoritarian dictator, and a hostile actor. And this has always been a hostile regime. Not hard to figure out. So President Zelensky begging his European neighbors for help as he's given a speech. The translators breaks down in tears. He's saying, it, 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 please, he's pleading and begging with the West to do more to support his country against Russia. Now, I would argue they should have done it earlier, but at least give them the munitions because they're willing to fight. They've shown incredible bravery, as a matter of fact. And fight for the, this is a fight for their survival. In the speech, you know, he, he did ask the European Union if, if he could be an, they, to join the European Union. And then said, do do prove that you are with us, prove that you will not let us go, prove that you intend you that we are all Europeans and then life will conquer death and light will win over darkness and glory be to Ukraine. And while really ripping Vladimir Putin in this speech, you know, he's not he's saying we are fighting for our basic fundamental freedoms, despite the fact that all citizens of the our country are blocked. Nobody is going to enter or intervene with our freedoms. Um, we have now cruise missiles hitting a main square. The other the Holocaust um, uh, memorial that was bombed by Putin yesterday. It is they're asking for the weaponry so that they can fight this battle because you're not going to win this one with a slingshot or with even an AK-47. You need the javelins, you need the stinger missiles, you need the weapons of war that will work. And one has to wonder how far do Putin's ambitions go? How much longer is Europe going to import Russian oil? When do they make the transition and say, we're not going to make you richer so you can continue to pursue your territorial ambitions? At what point does that conversation take place and they take a real stand?
Sleepy Joe just signed more executive actions in one week than most presidents did in their entire term. So much for democracy. Looks like Joe is the new dictator. Hannity's on right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Ukraine is claiming that Russia used this illegal vacuum bomb during an invasion, which obviously is against the Geneva Conventions, but that, not that that's going to stop. So is the invasion itself. Um, and it is one that literally it's thermobaric is what they call a weapon used. Typically, it's more devastating than traditional bombs. It absorbs all the oxygen in a given space. That causes a significant blast capable of vaporizing humans. Wouldn't shock me if it's true, but it's being reported. Russia widely expected. And and how can you expect anything other than what is pretty obvious? They're 18 miles outside of the capital of Kiev. You've got a 40-mile convoy. What do you think is going to happen? And I'm listening to some people. Well, maybe they're stuck and they don't have enough fuel and they don't have enough supplies if that's the case, then, okay, they're going to get the supplies. And, it, you know, and some people have asked me, Hannity, well, you keep saying, but you wouldn't, you you want us to help Ukraine. And you've been critical of Ukraine in the past. Said, yeah, I've been critical of their political corruption. And by the way, that was part of the phone call that President Trump had with Zelensky. That, you know, you want all this money and and your country has abused the relationship in the past because the governments have been corrupt uh you, you need no other example than joe biden you're not getting a billion dollars of our money uh unless you fire that prosecutor why would a vice president ever want a, a ukrainian prosecutor fired for investigating his son with zero experience in energy zero experience in ukraine but he's being paid millions just like he got millions from a Russian oligarch, the former first lady of Moscow. But the reason you don't put boots on the ground, if America is going to still import oil from Russia, as we're now doing, then and you're not going to put the one sanction in place. Um, no, sorry. Uh, when We can't risk one American life, but we can supply them with the weaponry so they can defend their own country. And I'll tell you one other reason why. You know, I'll tell you that I supported Iraq and Afghanistan, but I will tell you modern weaponry and new technology that we've created has rendered the way we fight wars very differently. And boots on the ground should be a thing of the past. We shouldn't have kids knocking on doors in Baghdad only to step on an IED and have their legs blown off. Or sending them into a war zone with without up armored Humvees, etc. Um, that's no longer necessary. We have the military might and technology to push buttons in an air conditioned room in Tampa, Florida, and take out with pinpoint accuracy any target we want to take out. And that's how Donald Trump defeated the Caliphate and ISIS, and took out Baghdadi and associates, and took out Soleimani, etc. Uh, the Pentagon is saying Russian troops have deliberately punched holes in their own gas tanks to avoid combat as morale apparently is declining. I'm sure there's some truth to this. i got to believe that there are some Russians that have a heart and a soul and they're looking at this and they're saying, why the hell are we here? Why are we invading this country? What's the point of all of this? Um, the Chechen hit squads that were sent to murder Zelensky were eliminated 
We're told, according to reports, uh, because of tips that were given from Russian intelligence sources telling them about the whereabouts and what the plans were to kill Zelensky. Zelensky, you know, in his speech, he garnered a standing ovation. Got to give the guy credit because he hasn't left, like is often the case uh, with these with leaders of countries when they're when their country's under fire rather than put on their gear and go out with the people. They just take off on a private jet with millions of dollars. He hasn't done that. Uh, Blinken questions Russia's, Russia's place on the U.N. Human Rights Council. The U.N. is useless. Let's be honest. The Paris Accords are useless. The WHO is useless. Um, I guess if Putin's territorial ambitions extend to Latvia and Estonia and Lithuania and the Baltics, um, we'll see whether or not Joe Biden sticks by the agreement. An attack on one is an attack on all. Granted, Ukraine's not part of NATO, but there's so much more that the world could be doing. You know, they're aiming, apparently, according to reports, Russia's exclusively aiming at civilians. You see a woman in in Kharkiv uh, says she's praying to stay alive. I've been interviewing, you know, some members of parliament and and mothers in bunkers and in basements and hospitals. Um, a lot of worry in our intelligence community as it relates to Putin's uh, mindset uh, and and what they're going to do. But now Russia's taking aim at their urban areas. Biden is vowing Putin will pay. How is he going to pay? You know, why, why is the United States of America, why won't they put on the one sanction that would prevent him from get, garnering billions of dollars a day? With the price of oil, I think it hit 110 dollars a barrel at one point today with with that kind of money and that flow of energy into western europe and the united states putin's making billions every day billions of dollars and we're providing him the money so we can continue his territorial ambitions how stupid is that and and we're not prepared for it and joe biden's energy policies in part, got us to this point. This is what drives me crazy about things. You know, all these politicians, we, we got to go. We got to send in troops to help. No, we don't have to. Because we send in troops to help, and then it, the war becomes less popular. Then it gets politicized. And then we pull out, and then we ask ourselves, why did we ever, ever bother if, we do, if our intention is not to win? Any war the United States ever fights, it has to be a war that they plan on winning. And if it's not, they ought not ha have anything to do with that endeavor. In this case, we have options. The options are obvious. The options are that we can arm the Ukrainian people that have shown a willingness to stand, stay, and fight. Anyway, Wall Street Journal uh, had an interesting take on the State of the Union last night. More defense uh, spending to meet the threats from autocrats? No. A new appreciation for the contribution of fossil fuels to American and European security. Joe Biden didn't utter a single word. You know, a note that government spending contributed to the highest inflation in 40 years. Not a word. A word of praise for the private pharma innovation that developed COVID therapies, et cetera, et cetera. No, he wants price controls. I mean, it is it is so unserious. You know, all that he did last night was repackage build back broke 
and got applause from the Democrats. It's no different. Average American won't pay more than $400,000 a year. You won't pay a penny in taxes. Okay. What about the 40-year high of inflation? When you pay a buck fifty more a gallon for gasoline, you're paying a fortune more to heat and cool your home. You're paying a fortune for every product you buy at every store because it costs more to get it there. Um, why no talk of China? Why no talk about crime or education or any of these things? Now, Joe Biden, he's getting hammered by his own party. Cory Bush uh, takes to Twitter, calls on Biden. It, it, called out biden for saying he wants to fund the police with all due respect you didn't mention black lives once in that speech casio cortez says it was a lost opportunity because there's a bipartisan support for a long-term shift away from fossil fuels i'm like okay what is it away from what are we going to substitute it with and what difference please somebody explain to me what is the difference if you drill for oil that we're importing from opec countries and russia if we and if we drill for the oil in Alaska or here in the continental U.S., doesn't it all have the same impact on the economy? I'm sorry, on the on Mother Earth. You know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Newt Gingrich had a good take on all of this, and he reminded people that after he took power, remember Republicans did not control the House of Representatives for 40 years. Newt Gingrich came up with a contract with America. And it was a it was a massacre of Democrats in 1994 and uh, going into the 96 election when Bill Clinton gave his State of the Union address. That's when he said the era of big government is over the end of welfare as we know it. And, you know, so he went against his own base. I don't think Biden is capable of doing it with a approval rating at 33 percent, Quinnipiac 37 percent. I don't think it could get much worse than it is. And then he asks a series of questions that I think are really important. Can Joe Biden break with the radical Green New Deal socialist and reopen American oil and gas industry, bring down prices? It'll have a huge impact, positive impact on lowering inflation. Can he create a liquefied natural gas system for Europe to wean them off of Russian energy? No, he can't do it. Can he admit that? Letting aiding and abetting two and a half million people crossing the border illegally is unsustainable. No, he's not going to do that either. Can he side with the rights of parents to know what their kids are being taught in school without having them be investigated as domestic terrorists? No, he can't do that either. Can he call for a dramatically bigger defense budget to cope with both Russia and China at the same time? Because I think the next shoe to drop is probably going to be China and Taiwan. No, he's not going to do that either. Can he condemn the these radical left-wing district attorneys releasing prisoners, no bail laws, defund, dismantle? Will he take on that part of his base of the Democratic Party? No, he's not going to do it. Will he admit him the inflation rate is hurting working and retired Americans, people on fixed incomes? No, he's not going to do that either. Will he admit that the government bureaucracies are incompetent? And billions and billions of dollars are being stolen and misappropriated. He's not going to deal with that. Can he admit government regulations and union work rules are a major part of this? No, he's not. And he'll get his due because he will not be reelected. I don't even think this man will run. I'm not even sure physically, mentally, emotionally, this guy's able to survive three more years. I mean, I see an embarrassment of a U.S. president. It's humiliating.
watching Kamala Harris behind him mouthing the words when he said, um, you know, one of many gaffes. We'll play all of them later. There were, there were a number of them. Some of them are pretty funny. She's mouthing the words when he said to uh, protect the Iranians. I obviously meant Ukrainians. Uh, he's he was wrong on his facts about covid. Think of every single thing he's done. He's failed on COVID. We ran out of COVID tests over Christmas. We ran out of monoclonals over Christmas. We had no antivirals ready for Christmas. You know, this is the guy that opened up our borders and set a 30-year high record of illegal immigrants coming into the country. We can't afford to take care of people. No background checks whatsoever. Not even a COVID test. No vaccine mandates. Free transportation to the state of your choice uh, an early morning flight at 2 a.m. So nobody knows what he's actually doing. The state of this union, I hate to tell you, I wish it was strong, but it's not strong. It is not strong at all. The state of the union is extraordinarily weak. And the world is feeling the impact because the world needs a strong American president. And I don't know what the end of the speech was. when He said, go, go get him. I'm like, what, what is it? Get her done? Is he trying to do... Larry the Cable Guy? What was that about? How do you mix up Ukrainians and Iranians? That was an interesting one. Or mistakenly, you know, the watching the vice president. Oh, no, Joe, you got to get it right, Joe. And what was that weird Nancy Pelosi moment where she's like giddy and she stood up there and it seemed like she was like, like in an ice cream parlor or a candy store. I don't even think she knew where she was in that moment. It was very bizarre. If you haven't seen the video, I'll show you tonight. Um, yeah, we need to secure our border. Oh, okay. We need to fund the police. Okay, Joe, we really believe in you. Putin thought the world would ro roll over and he met the Ukrainian people. Um, yeah, my money, sadly, and I pray to God Almighty I'm wrong. Well, I think Putin's army's gonna, Putin's not gonna give up. They're not gonna give up. He lied about, by the way, the Trump era tax cuts, but. You know, that's neither here nor there, really, at this point, is it? You know, it's, uh, by the way, Joe Manchin sat with Senate Republicans. Joe Manchin asked if we could start drilling again. I mean, thank God. I mean, Joe Man first of all, it's killing his state of West Virginia because they're reliant on a energy economy. But he sat with Senate Republicans, pretty noticeable. And he's been a thorn in the side of Biden and the progressives. Unbelievable. You know, 3,720 seconds of lies, fear-mongering, and malaprops. That was uh, the front-page magazine. The, the AP fact-check was not particularly kind to him either. And never mind that the economy is in a state of disaster as a result of him. Joe Manchin joining Republicans urging Biden to pump more oil. Biden now has... U.S. dependence on Russian oil at an all-time high, 672,000 barrels of oil a day. Okay, he can't put that sanction on Putin. He could if we'd ratchet up our own energy production, and he won't do it.